Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit us at unitechurchak.org. Now, enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. So what we're going to do today is you're, you showed up to theology class, and I brought a pointer. Yes. So much fun. Um, we have two more messages, at least, um, that I know the Lord dropped in my heart in this series called Facing Fear. And one of the things that I felt the Lord really lay on my heart really strong is that, that, that he wants to obliterate shame. But shame has a master, and fear is its master. So if we can't face fear, then we'll never tackle shame. If you try to fight one big bully before you take care of the bigger bully who's empowering him, right? You're not going to stop it. So like if, if you stop one little drug dealer, but the big boss drug dealer, nobody's dealt with him, he's going to keep distributing. All right? This is how fear and shame work together. And the, the, the only way you can dismantle fear and shame in your life is you really have to understand what Jesus truly did for you. And he did something for one of you. But if you don't realize there are two yous, you're going to get lost. If you think there's only one you, you're, you're, you're in trouble. There's two yous, and you're like, what? There's two me's? Yeah, there's two yous. You have a split personality. We all do. All right? And that part of us is where the enemy likes to wreak havoc. Okay? So let's just look at this really simply. The Bible teaches us some basic things, is that in our life, we are born into sin. We're dead to sin. And when we're dead to sin, actually, our sin nature now drives the inner us, our spirit man. We're spirit, soul, and body. You're actually three parts, but there's two yous. <laughs> All right? There's the inner you. When you give your life to Jesus, because you fear God, all right? When you fear God, you get saved. The Bible promises us that the wages of sin is death, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is one way into the Father, and that is through the Son. Whosoever calls on the name of Jesus, they will be saved. And when we get saved, what happens is we're made right, made holy. The inside you, the spirit man you, gets saved and regenerated, made anew. <clears throat> That's awesome. But what happens is now you have a split. Your life just got split. And the Bible tells us there's an old man, an old nature, our flesh, the outer you, that is actually in rebellion <laughs> to the inner you. This outer you has needs has hungers, has desires, has a will of its own. It, 
it lusts, it, it, it is never satisfied is what Proverbs tells us. You can never satisfy it. It's always hungering and needing. And you know what it needs more than anything? Is it searching and searching for value. This outer person is looking for value. How can I be valuable? But your inner man, your spirit man, is made new by the power of Jesus. And when that new person in there gets renewed, you can't change that. That gets done. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. If you allow anything or anyone to affect your inner value, you're going to flip out. Two things are going to happen. If you have the belief or don't understand there's two yous, and you think the outer you can affect the inner you, can change its value or influence its value in some way, two things are going to drive the bus. First, fear of punishment. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that uh, that the, no, that's not true. I'm quoting the wrong scripture. It's 1 John. Thanks. Got my back over there. Is that your life, quote it for me, Kim. I'm trying to do two things at once. What was I thinking? Oh, perfect love casts out all fear. That's what I was trying to say, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted with putting my shame stick in. And love is not made perfect because we are afraid of punishment. Where are we afraid of punishment? The only way you can be punished eternally is if you are dead to sin. If if you have not been regenerated through the power of Jesus Christ saving you, then you are dead to sin. You're at risk. The Bible says that's eternal separation from God. Hell is a real thing. And, and, And hell is... An eternal separation from God. Not awesome. That is why we fear God, because God holds all the keys. In him is salvation. And when we find salvation in him, we fear him. He's the greatest power, and his power is for love, driven from love for us. And when we understand that, the fear of God not only causes us to want to run from death, But we run to him for life, salvation. And what he does is says, by my blood, by my sacrifice, I call you valuable. And we'll see it, not by anything you have done, but only by what he has done. All right. But here's the problem, is if you don't understand, if you think you're one you, and there's not a separation, you're going to get really confused because this guy, this outer you, doesn't behave well all the time. Does he? Does she, ladies? No, neither does mine. 
We try, but he's needy. He has desires. She's hungry all the time. I can't stop eating. <laughs> Whatever it is. This outer person is scared, gets alone, feels afraid, right? Is needy, is, uh, gets rejected. We experience all kinds of feelings out here that cause us to feel fear and shame. But I want to ask you something. Who is the master of this inner person? When you give your life to Jesus, you fear God, you give your life to Jesus, who's master? Jesus is master. Not you. You made that choice. Done. Now, the crazy thing about these two humans, these two yous inside of here, is your consciousness, your mind is what bridges the two. Your mind, will, and emotions lives in both these spaces. Your inner you. When you die, where does your inner you go? You have Jesus. Where's your inner you go? Heaven, into his presence. You go into the eternal presence of God. What does God promise you get when you go there? Okay, rewards. What else? A new outer you. Hello. Glorified body. Boom! That's a sweet gig. Where's, okay, so let's back up. In, in, here on earth, right now, in your body, you have an inner you, you're made righteous, you're made holy by what he has done, not what you've done, and you have an outer you, your flesh, your old man, your old nature, still hanging around. Where is this old you who has all these needs and desires and stuff, where does he or she go when you die? <laughs> in the ground. So where is this person's home? Earth. From dust you were born to dust you'll end up, Right? Where's this person's home? Heaven, eternity. Two yous. Two separate destinations and places. But your mind, will, and emotions get to live in both places. Who's master? Who's in charge? Who are you allowing to be in charge? This is really the question. Who am I allowing to be in charge? The reality is, is sometimes both. If we're being honest, sometimes the outer me gets the better of the inner me. Because my mind isn't stuck on or set on or fixed on, Hebrews says, on Jesus, my inner me. But my inner me is always disciplined. Let me ask you this question. Can your inner you, now, I'm sorry, some of you. Can your inner you mature? Now, be careful before you answer. Trick question. Your inner, inner you, your inner you is made right by who? Okay, right by Jesus. It's made holy by, can Jesus mature? Can Jesus become more holy? Uh -uh -uh. This is called imputed righteousness, all right? It's perfect righteousness jammed up all inside you. That's how you break it down into Kiski, okay? Imputed righteousness. Perfect righteousness, Jesus, jammed up inside you. You are made right, not being made right. This is huge. This is so pivotal. And I know I threw the trick question out there because I wanted to. 
And because it's just such a huge deal. So I'm adding this to my, this is my minus column, my little plus column over here, okay? <clears throat> the outer you, remember what it's seeking and searching for? Significance, acceptance. It's desperately looking for value. <clears throat> what makes me valuable? Well, when, when I forget that my inner me is made righteous and I can't influence it by my behavior out here, when I think, when I behave badly, okay, let's say I behave badly, I make mistakes, I'm sinning and all that stuff, if I think that can affect my inner value, then I instantly go to shame because I'm afraid of punishment because I have not allowed love to be made perfect inside me. Basically what it means is that I don't understand what Jesus really did for me because he established my value by what? His blood dying on the cross, coming for us. So I fear him, Jesus saves me, he calls me valuable. My outer behavior cannot affect my inner value. Hello. But if I think it can, I give control to shame in my life. I let shame be master because I'm afraid of punishment. Who do you think's master of fear and shame? <laughs> mm, could it be? <laughs> Little church lady. Guys, if we don't separate these two things, we're, fear and shame are going to control us all of our lives. When we don't behave well out here, we get really afraid and freak out that this guy is at risk. It's not true. Believe in a lie. We basically are believing a lie that the enemy wants to bring. These are his two biggest weapons. And if we're too naive to think that he's not using them and active, the guy's at work. I'll show it to you in scripture. Devil is at work. And these are the things, he, these are his power tools. He actually has no authority, only influence as we give it to him. We have to come, be very aware of fear and shame in our life. Because if we don't allow our inner man to be master, instead we allow fear and shame to be master, this outer guy flips out. Outer you goes bonkers when fear and shame are driving the bus. Because if you don't fear God, you'll fear everything. Right? If God doesn't establish your inner value, your outer value will be just going crazy up and down and up and down and up and down. Shame always drives comparison. Think about this. If my outer me is comparing to other people and other things to try to find value, it tries to perform really, really well. It tries to outperform people around. It tries not to misbehave so that it can be okay, find value. That's where we try to move value out here or to people away from us. If I find value in the way people look at me and see me instead of what Jesus did for me on the inside, my life goes nuts. Let's see what the Bible says. Romans 8, 15. We've read this a bunch of times. I want you to think about it in this context. 
For you did not receive a spirit that makes you slave again to fear. When you were dead to sin, scary. Slave to sin and fear. And fear of punishment. Because you were going to be punished. <laughs> I was going to be punished. I give my life to Jesus. I'm now set free, delivered, made right by Christ's love. Fully valued by what he says and who he says I am. And so I'm no longer a slave to this. So this guy out here is not a slave to fear. He is master. He is slave to Jesus. Internal man, spirit man, Jesus is master. Now I'm slave to Jesus, which is a really good thing. The spirit of fear is trying to wreak havoc and get us to not allow our mind, will, emotions to get focused on value or eternal significance or that we could be hurt or have loss or grief or any kind of thing. But this outer guy, he is destined to just go in the grave. He's got no other home. He, he, we don't live for this guy. We live for this guy. Okay, look. But you received a spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Your inner person is crying out with a relationship as a child to God. If we are as children, then we are as heirs, and if heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. What was Jesus' glory? What was his glory? Child. Resurrection. What did he get at the resurrection? I got a stick. Focus. What did he get at the resurrection? New glorified body. Perfect alignment between outer and inner. Use. Beautiful. That's amazing. You're a co-heir. You get that too. Perfect righteousness, holiness, purchased by Jesus, made right. No more having to grow up on the inside. He did it for you. And then your outer you comes into alignment with your inner you. When you go to the home you're made for permanently, you get a new body that doesn't, isn't needy, hungry, isn't have all these desires for uh, sinful things. And is now in alignment with your inner value. Isn't that awesome? Ephesians 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins. You were dead. You used to live in sin. Just like the rest of the world obeying the devil. Look at that. We're living in sin, we're obeying the devil. The commander of the powers of the unseen world, he is, spirit, his, uh, he is the spirit at work. Look at that. He is the spirit at work. He's not at rest. He is at work. He's got his hard hat on, he shows up with his lunch pail, and he's going to work. To work on you. 
to work on his church. And you know what his tools are? He's got his tool belt and his, and his jackhammer of fear and shame. And he stands before the Father every day or at the throne of God and he, accusing the brothers, accusing the church all day long. Manipulating, casting fear, shame, doubt, all these things is what he's driving. But he's going to work every day. You think he's not going to work? He's like, oh, the devil's lollygagging today. No, he's not. He's trying to drive and get your outer person to submit to fear and shame because he wants to make you a slave. If he does, this inner person is not producing righteousness and holiness through the outer person, which produces ministry. But all of that is driven from love, is what 1 Corinthians 13 said. And if we don't make our outer man submitted to the inner man, which allows us to walk away from fear and shame, then our inner man will not be producing the righteousness. It won't produce the righteousness out here. Whoop. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the thing. Be good. Don't get messed up. This outer man now insulates the world from our inner righteousness. And we go like, oh, I don't even know if that person's a Christian. That person isn't a Christian. This one is. And this outer guy, he's dying. He's your old man. This inner man got saved. And Romans says, these two guys are at war all the time. Even Paul goes, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't want I, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I do want to do, and then you do to do to do. It's annoying. It's frustrating. And we all fall prey to these things. But listen, it is about what Romans 12 says, renewing of your mind. When your mind understands the truth, then it comes into alignment, and God begins to produce in your mind, will, and emotions these amazing feelings that come from the kingdom of life, joy, peace. These are the kingdom of God. Oh my gosh, when peace rules your heart, no matter how good or bad your outer man does, because fear and shame are locked out now, perfect love casts out, drives out all fear. Once you were dead because of your obedience to your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the world, obeying the devil and the commander of the powers of the unseen world. His spirit is at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God, refuse to give their life to Jesus. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. You hear it? This thing has passionate desires. It's sinful nature. It is not wanting to obey God. <clears throat> by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. That's this, dead to sin. Without Jesus, we're dead to sin. Subject to punishment for everything this person and this, this were like one person before, all in alignment. Now one is out of alignment and having to submit to the inner one who's in alignment and submitted to God. This is all about making love permanent, guys by free will choice. This is the big, the big story, is that we needed the knowledge of good and evil. In the garden, we didn't have it. That's why it was sitting in a tree and it wasn't in us. 
We needed it. And when we did, when we ate of the knowledge of good and evil, we died. Spiritual death. And because of that, we chose to do that. Now we get to choose life in Jesus. It's the one thing, and we'll read it here. It's the one requirement is choose. That's it. He goes, I got the rest. I'm making you right and holy, your inner man. But when you suffer and you have loss and you are hungry, your needs are not met, and all of this, you experience that, that's the knowledge of good, being saved, made right, and evil. <laughs> Intimate knowledge, not just know about. No, I know it personally. <laughs> when you watch and you feel your outer body wasting away day by day, and your new inner man being renewed by the Spirit day by day, you're watching this contrast, and when you and I die and go to eternity, and our outer man gets a glorified body, you still have a free will in heaven. Are you ever going to choose to go back to this old you body? Heck no. Put the devil in there. It don't matter anymore. Love is now permanent. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Pain has a purpose. Suffering and loss have a purpose. It is to allow you to understand how richly you have been loved. How powerful God's grace is. His total value for you to allow you to make love in eternity in heaven permanent. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel pretty valuable. And I stopped caring so much about how this guy measures up or falls short. I'm more just care about, can I just be grateful that every time I blow it, I just get more and more grateful? Do you know this? And I'm like, like not trying to blow it. I'm trying to get this guy to be submitted to this internal righteous person. But every time I blow it, I just go, thank you, Jesus. I'm saved. <laughs> oh, thank you, God. I don't have to have this guy hanging around forever. Because he's a knucklehead. And he doesn't want to be submitted to this one. But I have to force and punish my body and my outer man to come into submission to my inner man. I just love this stick. But God, verse four, is so rich in his mercy. He loved us so much that even when we were dead because of our sins, he gave his life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only, 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 only by God's grace. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us in, with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. You're a masterpiece. You don't get to grow anymore. You're done. You give your life to Jesus, boom, masterpiece. To do good works he prepared for us long ago. Now let's listen to this. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. 
There is nothing you can do to affect it. It is not by your good behavior out here in your outer man that you earn salvation and maintain it. Come on! You cannot affect your inner man's value. Not your job. Not your job. Stop doing it. If you do it, you're going to get wrecked with shame. Because every time you blow it, you're afraid of punishment or that your value went down somehow. Can't happen. Instead, rejoice. Jesus, thank you that when I am not awesome, you are. <laughs> Instead of fear and shame, boom, I just get rid of these stupid things. These go down. And instead, my internal man is only submitted to Jesus. And I do not let fear and shame master me. Because honestly, they can't touch my inner man. Not possible. Who's the master of that? Jesus. And he made me right. Righteous. Holy. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. In Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. When this internal man starts to drive the bus, the outer man starts to produce good fruit. But when fear is in charge up here, then our outer man goes bonkers. When fear and shame jump on the bus, our outer man, he starts to flip out. Stay in there, big boy. You're okay. You can do it. This one is not as good as the other one. There, hey. John 3.14, as Moses was lifted, lifted up the bronze stake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes on him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world he gave, his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, Come on. You're blowing it out here. Jesus is not judging you for this. Galatians says you reap what you sow. You, you do a bunch of this negative stuff or whatever. You make a bunch of mistakes or however that. You're going to reap what you sow. You're going to get a lot of negative consequences. It's going to be hard. And what's going to happen is you're going to create a greater contrast between your outer man and your inner man. And it's really kind of mercy. He goes, are you tired of this outer, letting this outer man run the show, or be submitted to fear and shame, or there's all kinds of other things you can submit it to, really. But these are the big boys. And we're doing a series on fear, so that's all we're talking about.
There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Did you read that? That's in the Bible. You know, Jesus said this. Jesus said there's no judgment for anyone who believes in him. He didn't come to judge you. He came to accept you and make a way for you. But anyone who does not believe him has already been judged for not believing in God and his one and only son. Jesus came to save you, make you right. That value he put on, done permanent. John 6, 29. This is the only work from you, God wants from you. Believe. One job. One job to affect your internal spirit man. Believe. When you believe, you fear God. Jesus' blood covers your sin. And that is what established your value. He actually values you even when you don't choose him. The same as he values me after I did choose him. Did you know that? Because he died for you before you believed. He died for you before you believed. That already established his value. Your job is to choose him. When you choose him, that's it. Dunzo. Job over. Now your job is to submit your outer you to your inner you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Anybody with me? Been there? The longer you serve the Lord, you're like, how in the world can I be struggling with all this stuff out here still? Well, he doesn't ever stop. He's always hungry until he dies. You're like, praise God. This is why Paul says, when I die, I get an upgrade. Yeah. Hey, look, when I die, it is a blessing for me. I win big time. It's hard on you because I'm gone. So why do we fear this guy going to his home so much? Why do we fear people rejecting this person so much? Why are we allowing shame and the comparison of others and how good or bad we do to drive this person down in value so much? But if we live to the inner value, a lot of fear would drive out of the space because perfect love casts out all fear. Look at this, Romans 8.1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Free! He who the Son has set free is free. This person's free. This person needs to become submitted. That's the bottom line. Galatians 3.13, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on a cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, curses everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing and promise to Abraham so that we who believe might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. That's it. Promised Holy Spirit, the full power of God, total righteousness, all based on believe. I want to just, we're going to talk next week about how do we break, how do we, the first way that you break shame off of your life is understanding. Stop allowing your outer man to affect your inner man value. 
no more. Okay? Jesus didn't come to judge your outer dude. He came to save your inner one. <laughs> right? So let's cut it out. If Jesus isn't going to do it, let's stop falling to the enemy's stinking games and let's let it down. Let's lay it down on the ground. Let's give it up and allow Jesus to truly just love us for the, the way he does. Let him love you the way he actually does. You know, sometimes people in regular relationships are like, just let me love you. And I think God is just saying, just let me love you the way I actually love you. Can you stop getting in the way and casting all this shame stuff? Like as if, why would you love me? I'm just such a milk toast piece of junk, you know? I'm so lame. Yeah, what's milk toast? I don't even know what that is. I'm such a, just a pile of nothing. Like we, we just talk ourselves down. Why would God come and love me? He's like, you don't get to establish what I made and said was good. You don't get to establish its value. I'm doing that. In fact, I already did that. For all of us, he did it. Done. 1 John 4, 17. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Isn't that beautiful? As we live in him, our understanding of God's love grows more perfect. It manifests itself in our outer use space. <laughs> Life. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him, God, with confidence because we live like Jesus in this world. This inner man lives like Jesus in this world because he can't do anything else. This inner person cannot do anything else. This outer one can, he's rebellious and annoying. This inner one, no. We live like him and the more we allow this inner person to be in charged with the Holy Spirit, full of God's love, prayer, and, 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 and just allowing the, the energy of the Holy Spirit to satisfy and energize and feed our spirit man. The spirit man can feed on the spirit of God. That it can do. And it gets charged and energized. And we meet as a church. We, get, we just get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the outer man becomes to, starts to bow his knee to the inner man. And the inner man's master is Jesus. This is why... I mean, Wolf, we're a full charismatic church. This is why we believe in praying in tongues. It's so crazy. God, the Holy Spirit, allows you to pray direct connection from the Holy Spirit himself, prays through your inner man to bring your outer man into submission. And prays for all your needs and what you need. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like supercharged, like drinking Rockstar in your spirit. <laughs> Somebody needs like a t-shirt on that one. That'd be good. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus in this world. Verse 18, such love, such love in here has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment and it shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love or have full understanding of his perfect love. We love because he first loved us. Hebrews 13 says, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere men do to me? This me, not this me. Mere men can kill this me, but that's not really me. That's a dead dude. 
I get a new, a, new, a new glorified body, so they can't touch me. This inner me, what can mere men? Why would I fear what other people can do when God has saved this person that's permanent and whole? No one can affect his value and his security. It's just my belief and trust in Jesus, period. Not my behavior, my belief. Come <laughs> on, do you hear that? My belief in Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2. We do this by keeping our eyes fixed, our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. If you're going to obliterate fear and shame in your life, you've got to separate the two yous. And you've got to believe that God established that internal you and that he set it and set its value. Saved you, set your value. You can't change it. We'll talk about how to dismantle some of this stuff and break some of fear in like practical ways next week about how we break fear and how we shift from fear to love. I think, I think that will be the end of our series, but we'll see. I think so. So let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we're asking you to make our minds right. Align my mind with your word and with your truth. God, will you align my life with what is real and not this fantasy world that the devil wants me to believe. He's at work in my life, and right now, in Jesus' name, I just rebuke fear, shame, condemnation in my life. I cast it to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Fear, you no longer have a place in me. And Father, I'm submitting my mind to my spirit man that's submitted to you. Jesus, you are Lord. You're Lord of my heart, my life. God, I just submit my whole mind to you. Take control. Take charge. I'm no good at it. I need you. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it's so simple. Believe in your heart that Jesus really saved you, that he's really God. Confess with your mouth, Jesus, your Lord. You're giving your life to him. If that's you here today, pray this with me. Jesus, I believe you're God. I submit my life to you. You are Lord of my life. Save me from my sin. Make me new today by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.